politics and precious metals, currency and current events, and from Bitcoin to banksters, this is the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Arterburn and Kenzie. There's the gunshot, so you know it's your cue, Kenzie. <laughs> it's, and it is a, it's a battlefield out there, so very apt. What a day. Last 48 hours for cryptocurrencies, uh, Kenzie. I'm glad that you are here to break this down for everybody. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, it seems like... Um, there's a massive amount of wealth being destroyed, at least burned off by the loss in crypto. Um, you want to just jump right into this and tell us where we stand? Oh, yeah. Let's let's get right in. And and for those, I this out really quickly, Tony, because there's a lot of people that are, you know, they're screaming about crypto right now because it's all going to zero or whatever. And I'm seeing a lot of arguments on on the Internet right now. Guys, the, the stock market's not doing well, and there's somebody out there yelling in a corner, get into California real estate. And I'm like, what is everybody doing? Like, hold on, everybody sit down. Let's calm down. Because any any of your investments at any time. I think your audio is cutting out just a little bit, Kenzie. The slow bleed out in crypto had been happening. I almost hate. I hate saying this, but I feel I feel wrong inside because in the last show that we did, I half jokingly mentioned like talk to me, you know, when when crypto's down 80% in a day or a coin's down 80% in a day. And that doesn't normally happen with with top tier coins, not necessarily. And that plus so much more has happened with Terra Luna. <laughs> yes. And I just like well, I don't think my words hold that power. So nobody like no one's holding you. Don't put that on me. Don't put- <laughs> <laughs> no one's no one's holding you responsible. Um, this is uh, this is way beyond you. Even though you you have a, a powerful voice and uh, a good, you've been that um, key indicator that you told me what six months ago that you were going to buy Bitcoin on the dip and you got it. What you reset your. Uh, your buy trigger, like automatic, it, I think it was like twenty k. I think you had it. Did you did you lower that again? Um, twenty k would still be of interest, but honestly, Tony, depending on how the next couple of days go, um, I don't. You know what I don't want is for people to go. Oh, I heard that French girl was going to get in at twenty k. Guys, we need to take the market as it is. Twenty k was more of a goal. Uh, this is me personally, just. You know, I don't want to tell anybody what to do. I could be dumb for waiting on 20K. Um, a lot of people told me I'm dumb for waiting on 20K. I'll take that. Uh, but no, Tony, I think that this next week will let me know. And probably the next two weeks will let me know if I need to revise that. I mean, of course, I would probably dollar cost average my way down. Um, but more being a little bit realistic here, that if we were to hit 20K and stay there, in this market, honestly, like my my next big goal that I would be rooting for might be like five to eight k. To be honest, 
which would be very rare for Bitcoin to do something like that because of last trading patterns. But I'm trying to figure out in my head right now, the hedge fund money, the institution money, the the big boys that are out there, where's, I don't know where their margin calls are. I don't know where their stop losses are. Um, so this, you know, that can accelerate the market so very quickly. And, you know, maybe five or 8K sounds totally unrealistic for Bitcoin, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened either. Well, I'll let you go through some of these headlines with me, some of the links that you sent, and then I'll, I'll give a brief synopsis on what I think about this, uh, this latest bleed off. And uh, uh, again, you know, we cover crypto, we cover uh, precious metals. I, I, I'm anything but fiat, <laughs> anything but fiat currency. And of course the casino stock market, but they're so closely tied together. Um, I think this isn't something that uh, we've seen back in, March of 2020, when the stock market hit this, you know, crash before they just injected a bunch of helicopter money into it, and that was the worst crash in one day I think since 1929 that it had in March of 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. And gold and silver went with it. I'll, I'll mention that again here um, when we cover some of these headlines. But yeah, it's it's a bloodbath out there for cryptocurrency. I don't think that um, people should panic or anything like that. I've never won for panic. You should always look at things as opportunities, but uh, there is some major concern here. Let's pull up this first link that you sent me, CNBC. Uh, cryptocurrency Luna now almost worthless after a controversial stable coin. It is linked to lose his peg. Uh, tell me yeah. about, uh, it's, was it linked to Terra? Um, yeah, so this was done, Tony, this stable coin was done based off of like algorithmic trading and each Luna that was like put out there is is minted and it's supposed to stay at a dollar. That's what a stable coin is supposed to do. But I believe that this was one of the first of its kind to actually do the algorithmic trading. Now, how they keep that at a dollar, how what kind of assets they use, I feel like they could have been using some Bitcoin. And there were very heavy purchases that made people feel a lot more confident with Terra Luna because they had been stacking Bitcoin back. Um, And once this down pressure started, Tony, I think that it happened so quickly, so rapidly that the algorithm was not prepared, nor was it programmed to execute the amount of volume of trades that were happening to keep that pegged to a dollar. And it it just continued to get so much worse. Now, I've been in crypto for, I'd say, quite a while And I have never seen anything quite like this, unless it was, you know, an intentional rug pull um, or, you know, just just a kind of a crappy coin that's out there that kind of was the the pump and dump. And again, that's more of a rug pull. So I've never seen anything quite like this. You always have to be so careful with any of these coins, really. It's not just this one because it was an experiment. Um, But the difference here is that this one was in the in the top 20, top 10. I'm not exactly positive where it was, guys. I know a lot of people sent me stuff when this was happening. Um, I, I don't hold any Terra Luna. I've never held any Luna. Um, so there's, I, I just want to kind of put that out there in case people like keep sending me stuff. I don't hold this. Um, it just wasn't of interest. And yeah, this this can happen with almost anything, though, Tony. And I think that right now I did have it pulled up. Um, Terra Luna is at like two cents. It, it got as low as a cent. 
And let's see here. I'm going to read some key points in this article while yeah, you're Yeah, go ahead. Uh, like, says, um, Luna, the sister cryptocurrency of controversial stablecoin Terra USD, has collapsed to nearly zero. Terra USD or UST has been dragged into the spotlight in the last few days after the so-called stablecoin, which is supposed to be pegged one to one with the U.S. dollar, fell sharply before the one dollar mark. As I read this, you know you've heard the the Fed and the Treasury and some of the usual suspects mention stablecoins kind of offhand. They're concerned about stablecoins. Concerned about stablecoins. You ever notice that they always bring that up? They only even isn't talk it about weird it. how that happened the very next day? We're yelling. Actually, she's she's sitting there. I have this Sorry. live on my TV when it happened. And I figured there might be something that gets brought up about crypto. No, they went straight for the stable coins, um, which I just found to be really interesting. And some of the conspiracies going on with BlackRock and Citadel and all of these other things, I'm like, hmm, maybe there's really some truth here. I I think that you know all of these coins are enemies to the central bank for the most part. Uh, they desperately want their CBDC. They want their central bank digital currency. I don't put anything past uh, the central banksters and uh, the power structure. I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of people that are hurt today. There's a lot of investors. And, and, and I think you and I have been discussing this for a while. We're talking about NFTs the last few weeks. Uh, by the way, Madonna put out some weird NFTs. I don't know if you're in. Oh. Are you a buyer? Are you a buyer for some weird Madonna NFTs? I mean, some just bizarre stuff. No, I don't really buy them myself. I just like to make fun of them. Um, <laughs> I I got a free one for the for NFT? the race, the race, the F one race that happened in Miami. They had some some free NFTs on the uh, FTX exchange, and I'm like, well, I'll get a free one, sure. Um, so I can oh. proudly say I'm an NFT holder now. Okay, good. good. <laughs> well, we've been talking about you know like just the the amount of currency in the market pumped in i mean this always i talked about this i hosted on the david knight show today i was talking about how you know if you go back to the source of fiat currency whenever there's helicopter money and there's crony capitalism and all the things it produces this type of these type of crashes because there's over investment in things that shouldn't be um people aren't as careful with the liquidity so it ends up blowing up in your face a lot of times and and sometimes these these temporary setbacks and these sell-offs are a good thing um, to strengthen the market because it kind of culls out a lot of the things that aren't doing so well, that really aren't strong. Exactly. Um, because so everyone, everyone feels like a genius when everything is going up. Go type in YouTube videos of hamsters or monkeys picking stocks or crypto right now. And guess what, guys? A hamster on a wheel is outperforming most people. So that should really tell us something. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this isn't to discredit anyone. Maybe you've got some really good plays there. Uh, but this is why, personally, um, I really, and I'll harp on this all the time take profits when you have them. If you have face melting, unrealistic, God, how did I get here type gains, it is time to, to loosen that bag a little bit, take a little bit of change out. The rest can be your, your funny casino money. Um, have have fun with that, but take what you initially put in. Um, you know, every time that this happens, you you hear the worst 
stories, Tony. And it, I do feel for these people, but at the same time, I get so mad. Did you ever, everybody's heard the saying, you know, don't bet the farm on it. Don't put your farm on it. Don't do that with any investment. Margin debt, trading what you don't have, spending what you don't have is what puts you in really, really tough positions. And I'm I'm not trying to be insensitive here. I know that I need to be a bit more sensitive today. But don't put your life savings into something, especially if you don't have much. And even if you do have a lot, again, don't put your house on it. Well, Every- you know, I've, I've talked a bunch of times about you know, I, Bitcoin's been really good to me. And the reason it has been good to me is that when I first started purchasing it, I bought an ATM. And so I stocked my ATMs and I learned a lot over the years about how to, you know, how to keep one how to keep a wallet filled and how to disperse and all that, you know, had I just bought a bunch of Bitcoin in theory, I'd have a lot more money, you know? And so I've, I've talked about that before I would have made more. Um, but I learned a lot because when you're in the service business, like I am with gold and silver too, you end up, you know, bringing something to the marketplace. So I make my return off of being a facilitator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I didn't ever make those parabolic, not that there's anything wrong with it. I would have loved to have put $10,000 in something and all of a sudden it's worth a million or something like this. I have some parabolic rise in uh, the price of a, of a coin. I just, it never happened to me. Um, that's not what I was into. Um, but I see a lot of people are going to be hurt by these coins that had these massive rises. Um, and I want to read this, this, this part of this article because this is devastating Folks, listen to this, um, and it's talking about uh, the the peg that that uh, Luna had. Its peg has been lost, and now investors are rushing to dump the associated Luna token. Luna's price has plunged from around eighty five dollars a week ago to trade around four cents on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Eighty five dollars to four cents, according to data from Coin Metrics, making the cryptocurrency almost worthless. Yeah, I think that I should clarify this with people, too, because technically, Tony, we are talking about one ecosystem, two coins. So Terra Luna is like the the big sister of this coin. This is kind of part of what backs uh, UST, so the, the Luna stable coin, which was supposed to be at a dollar. But for reference here, so people understand just how dramatic this is, I'm looking at my screen and currently right now, uh, I have a one-month chart up, but literally in a matter of a, a day, it lost 95%. It's down 99% right now. We're at 0.01 cents. So that's just April you can't recover from that. April 25th, it was at $96. And I'm pretty sure it's been higher than that before. What was um, the market? I mean, how many people just got wiped out like with their Tony, this was a huge, huge coin. Actually, a lot of the ecosystems that I like to focus in within crypto, um, a lot of people really, really like Terra Luna um, because they were doing something different. You know, we have so many people that don't trust the dollar. This gets us back to here. Um, We have people that don't trust the dollar. So they wanted something that wasn't actually pegged to physical dollars or treasuries or bonds or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so they really liked Luna because it was something new. And if you don't trust the dollar, well, Hey, why would you be in 
I don't keep any of my money in stable coins, so I don't really get that. But um, I I don't know. I think that that's why people really liked it. And it, it was pretty massive because it was top 20, top 10 type coin. And now we're down to like 70 something. Binance is delisting it today. So I think that they're just going to liquidate whatever people had. I don't really know what they're going to give them in return or how that's going to go. I think that it's already happened based on what time it is. Um, but yeah, Binance is delisting this coin as of today. Um, th- this is the, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> and people say, I, I just feel bad for whoever like keeps holding on. Cause they're like, well, we're going to go to zero. And you would think technically you're at zero cause it's worth a cent, but like we could be at 0.00001, you know, cost for it. <laughs> and it's people just don't know how far it can go. Now let me try to throw a bit of hope out there and say that Terra Luna hasn't completely gone under and their founders aren't going to dip out on you. I'm going with the side of the founders are going to dip out on you because there's some weird stuff going on with Do Kwan. Okay. But let me throw out the bright side of this. I've been through um, not something as similar as this, but I've been through a crash before. Um, Does anybody, did anybody buy Tron too high? Like we'll just throw that one out there or engine coin, something like this. These are things that I held in the past. And when I was watching Tron back in the day fall, Tony, I was like, oh my God, this thing really is going to go to zero. Well, by the time it got to where it was and I noticed what was going on, I was already at a loss, but I wasn't at a loss because I didn't sell. And I'm not telling anybody what to do. If you need to, everybody's at a loss here. I don't know what you need to do, but all I'm saying is my choice was like, well, uh, it's not going to get me anything back, so I might as well just hold on to it. And that's what I did through the last crash. And whenever everything started to come back, and especially when bull markets hit, it almost doesn't matter what it is because people are just trying to throw their money at something and anything. And, you know, it might have taken a year or two for some of these coins, three but you end up getting your money back and you might even be able to make some profits. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen with Luna because, again, if the founders completely dip out, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't have great advice for you there. Um, but if the coin sticks around and continues to be traded, I mean, who knows what happens You know, two years from now. Um, Let's talk a little bit about BlackRock. That was the next link that you had sent me. Um, mm-hmm. T- tell me about the uh, conspiracy behind BlackRock and these. Is, is this is an issue with the stable coins? I'm assuming. Yeah. So I'm just going to read this as it is, and I'm not going to say that this is a hundred percent truth here, guys. But what we do know is Citadel did definitely borrow a hundred k Bitcoin, and that's that's not a hundred thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. That is a hundred thousand BTC. Okay, so let me make that very clear. BlackRock and Citadel did that, and they got it from Gemini. It appears on Citadel's loan book, they swapped 25K of that Bitcoin into UST, so the terrorist coin. This was all done quietly in anticipation of the attack. When the time was right, they called, called up Doquan at the Terra Foundation and said they wanted to sell a lot of BTC for UST. As it was a large trade, they told him they didn't want to m- move the market and asked if he would buy uh, their large block of this Bitcoin. This is how giant companies do this stuff on the low, low, guys. At a discount, 
at that for the UST. Doquan took the bait. He gave them a huge chunk of UST, thus lowering the UST liquidity significantly. At that point, BlackRock and Citadel dumped all of the Bitcoin and UST, causing massive slippage and triggering a cascade of forced selling in both assets. The real problem was BlackRock Citadel knew that Anchor, uh, which holds a lot of Luna, was a Ponzi scheme. They offer 20% staking API. This this is why I don't remember which episode it was. If anybody is offering you an insane amount for, for staking your coins, remember, guys, I told you that's just as dangerous as keeping money in the bank. In fact, uh, the TV is going to tell you that it's more dangerous because they're not FDIC insured. Um, I wish I would have put something out on the Internet because the moment I saw this happening... That's the first thing I told my partner, Tony, is they they are, you know, we're coming in more regulation and they're going to scare the hell out of people because you're not FDIC insured, Um, which FDIC insurance, by the way, works whenever you yourself have one problem. If the whole country is going bankrupt or we have a huge problem, how do you think that they're going to get you that money back? They're not. So there you go. Um, I'll I'll move on with this. Uh, So Ponzi scheme, 20 percent staking. Uh, And this crash would trigger more withdrawals than Anchor can repay. These forced withdrawals and selling would trigger a massive sell-off in Luna, thus further breaking that $1 peg and uh, wrecking the market further. BlackRock and Citadel can now buy the BTC back cheaply to repay the loan and pocket the difference. Meanwhile, billions of longs in Bitcoin VAR are wiped out. This was pure market manipulation. Now, Forbes asked BlackRock about this, or BlackRock called up Forbes. Not sure how that went. I'm assuming BlackRock called up Forbes. They're saying that they have nothing to do with this. But I don't trust these people at all. And I was really wondering for a while because, you know, there was a lot of hype. What was it? Maybe two or three weeks ago? Just online chatter about, yeah, Luna's got a bunch of Bitcoin. You know, they're stacking this back. And I'm scratching my head thinking, how did they all of a sudden get this much Bitcoin? This would make sense. This makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you look at BlackRock and their ties to the Fed. Um, yeah. Pretty sure because of uh, Trump's influence, uh, you know, really linking BlackRock and the Fed. And then BlackRock has been doing we- weird uh, tr- trades and purchases. This wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, they are... Again, they buy up massive amounts of of residential housing. Um, mm-hmm. th- look, there's there's a lot of games being played right now, folks. This isn't a natural and market. We don't have an organic free market. That's not what this dangerous, happens. very dangerous games at that. Let's say that BlackRock did do this, and something went south before they even made that trade. Tony, now BlackRock is a private firm, but Vanguard which helps support them. They support Vanguard. They own portions of each other, right? Uh, Vanguard really handles a lot of your retirement. And believe it or not, BlackRock kind of does because they own so much of each other, even though BlackRock is private. If any of this had gone south, for whatever reason, before they they executed their plan, um, something as silly as trying to hurt crypto investors, if this is what happened... um, could have actually really hurt markets around the world. So that's a very risky, very risky game here. Uh, yes, it, this is, and I, I think this is the beginning of, of 
would you describe this as a crypto winter coming? Is like, are we gonna? Um, or is, this, or is this the beginning of alt season or both? No, 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 no. Alts, alts performed terribly. Actually, you know, and that's probably the beginning of this. Um, in the last two or three days, I would say, like as this news has been coming out, Tony, um, there is too much fear here because anybody at all that is in a coin that is staked and they're getting a percentage of, you know, they're getting some interest off of whatever that might be, which I can't blame you. The bank's not giving you crap. So I totally get why you would want to be over there. But you have to understand that, you know, you don't hold that. You're letting someone else borrow that. They're using you for liquidity. The same as keeping your stuff on Coinbase, which we'll talk about later. You're just a liquidity asset. Um, now, some things you can get paid to hold and do that with, while others, you know, you don't. Um, I think that anybody that's in that position is terrified right now. And this, we already had this doubt, which didn't really scare me. Um, and I'm not scared now either, but I could totally understand how even people that have been in this market for a long time definitely have a ton of skin in the game. They might be feeling a little bit shaky right now. We lost your audio a little bit, Kenzie. Um, and I half jokingly said the other night, because my partner was trying to like move some Ethereum around or something. And, you know, it's like massive fees because the probably the chain is just so congested at the moment and busy. Everybody's trying to move stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's why I like ETH because you get stuck. <laughs> you, get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense to move it because it'll no, cost you so fees, much. The fees the, are massive fees. I, I, Ether is not for a payment system or anything related to moving around. Once you have Ether, you pretty much you've got Ether. Yeah, you got you got it. You're stuck with it. Um, that's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. Uh, um, one more crypto conspiracy, I think, before we get off of this Luna thing, because I did mention that Binance is delisting it. That's happening today. I'll put that up. A little bit more of a conspiracy here. The Do Kwan guy. Apparently, it seems like he knew this was coming because Terraform Labs in Korea was dissolved on April 30th of 2022, registered on May 4th. Um, I cannot read Chinese. I am hoping that this guy is like legitimate, but I'm just going to throw out this conspiracy to you. And somebody out there might be smart enough to look up those records, but I would not know how to, excuse me, Korean. I would not know how to go around that trying to search Korean databases to see if that's true or not. But this just solidifies the stuff going on with BlackRock. And this guy might have his own island somewhere and he doesn't care about us at all. Which would not surprise me. No, uh, this is this has happened before. So this is um, banksters do what banksters do. I mean they they have their wars. They uh, <laughs> they they intervene in what should be a free market. It makes things look like uh, capitalism doesn't work. Nothing works, and we have to rely on the state. And uh, you're of course again problem reaction solution. Right? There's a problem. There's a problem with cryptos. Can't They have to be regulated. Clearly, the answer, Kenzie, is a central bank digital currency. You guys like digital? Well, wait till I tell you about this cool new coin. It's from the Fed. It's Fed coin. And you can, we'll even give you a little bit of it to start your own wallet. And you can do your part. You know, keep, keep your wallet safe. Safe. <laughs> from right? this is, uh, and we'll make sure that you can spend your, uh, your tokens 
on approved things so we can all stay safe together. It's El Salvador. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was joking to myself the other night, Tony, this is terrible, but I'll just throw it out here. I was like, what if El Salvador alone like keeps Bitcoin up? Because he's like, I bought the dip, their president. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if this is it, but he'll come up, he'll scrounge up some more money. He'll buy some more Bitcoin, no matter how low it goes. And I'm like, is El Salvador the resistance? Um, just well, kind of joking. I mean, I'm, I'm all about, look, I, I like Bitcoin. I like decentralized currencies. I don't like it when governments get involved in currencies because there is, again, we don't need them. No. Yeah. It's one thing to say, okay, you know, we're, we're going to allow you to use this as a currency. It's another to be like, but you have to use our wallets. And you're like, what? That's, that's not cool. That's (laughs) absolutely. That's, that's the issue. It's, it's the top down control. I like decentralized everything because that's where, if there's a chance for freedom, it's in decentralization. The more you centralize, and we've talked about this many, many times, you and I, uh, and we're seeing this, and I just don't want people that are in this space to lose heart because I think, and I, I think you're you're with me on this, is that the the new investment class, the new stock market is crypto. These yeah. are the tests that we're going to institutional money and and fiat currency and helicopter money from the Fed. This has all propped up these bubbles, and it's made these bubbles bigger. And now they're, I mean, I talked about the housing market today is coming apart. You know, the Fed. The Fed can't rein in inflation unless they go to some Paul Volcker nineteen late nineteen seventy style teens interest rates. Well, that's in, that would cause like a, ca- a catastrophic uh, crash, and they can't do that. So they're just doing half measures, and it's just it's making these bubbles uh, that have been propped up for a long time start to burst. And I think that's what we're going to see. You really they can't. The damage that they've done with the printing, 80% of the dollars ever made, made in the last 36 months. How do you rein that in? How do you rein in the debt? How do you rein in the unfunded liabilities? The answer is you can't. The only thing that you can do as a person who's paying attention to any of this is to protect your nest egg, protect your assets, and be smarter. I mean, I I don't, I'm not, again, I'm sure I lost money today. I hold Bitcoin. I hold some other altcoins. I'm sure I lost a bunch. Um, I honestly, I never planned on selling them. You know, I, I even, I have some, um, <laughs> you're going to make fun. Kenzie always makes fun of me. I have meme coin. I bought some stuff, you know, a little things here and there because I'm a fan of cryptocurrency, not just gold and silver. Um, but I don't, I don't never expected it to, to do anything other than just sit there for a long, long time. So I'm going to, I'm not selling anything, uh, especially not in this climate. Yeah. Got you. Okay. I was making sure you're still there. Um, let's talk about Kathy Wood. Ooh, okay. Okay. You, let's talk about <laughs> Kathy Wood. And and I want to get your take on this. Uh, you know, as we see these crashes, we see, I mean, it's going to be a massive loss of confidence. There's going to be a lot of people that lose so much because they put it all on the line for crypto. Um, but I think this is going to be, uh, and this is kind of like a prelude to the rest of the market. So get ready, buckle up, folks, because it's not going to get better. Uh, but you got Kathy Wood's ARK investment snag nearly three million in Coinbase shares as the crypto exchange stock tumbled as much as twenty eight percent. And we're going to talk about Coinbase as well. But what's going? You know, Kathy Wood's got this ARK fund, ARK Invest deal. Um, she's been a big proponent of crypto and investing. And um, wh- where do you think she goes from here? What is the what's the story behind this? 
I don't even think that she's a real person. So this is just a Kinsey <laughs> conspiracy for everybody. I feel like she's just this name that we throw out there and people are like, oh, yeah, that's smart. Invest like Kathy Wood. If you're investing like Kathy Wood as a little person with ARK Investments and every other little investment company she has, you're probably not doing too well right now. And I feel like Business Insider tried to make this sound better because they're like, yeah, Coinbase shares, you know, the stock tumbled as much as 28%. Um, um, just some written notes that I have for you guys here. Galaxy Digital, MicroStrategy, Coinbase, Grayscale, and Back Holdings are all down over 80% from their all-time highs. Coinbase itself is actually down 85%. MicroStrategy, that's Michael Saylor, who wanted you to bet your house on Bitcoin at the peak. Yeah, MicroStrategy is down 81%, and Grayscale is actually 95%. So this is not a great play, okay? This is, and and on top of that, Tony, because it doesn't actually like tell you the scale of how big this is. Um, I had it pulled up. I think it's like five hundred thousand. Is that wrong? It's a massive amount of shares. Um, five hundred forty-six thousand more shares of coin yesterday across three different funds. You have to hope that this is where the bottom is in Coinbase. Um, surprisingly, some of the talking heads today, Tony, the big hedge fund guys, you know, they're mentioning, um, I would encourage people just go type into Google right now, stocks down 80%. Because what the mar- what the market's doing, you're like, well, it's not that bad. No, 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 no. There's a ton. There's a handful. I'm talking a whole bag full of stocks that are down 60 to 80% from their highs. All I want to know, what's my man? What's uh, Jim Cramer saying? Because whatever he's doing, do the exact opposite. He's dumping Delta, I think. <laughs> That's what he's, or Boeing. He's dumping they don't today. They wear a mask. They don't make you, he, I only mask required. Mad money. Uh, this is like the same. What I'm reminded of here, Tony, is when Kathy Wood and ARK Investments came in. And I think that they bought like a ton of shares of DraftKings. I think that she thought that like 60 bucks was a, great deal and they bought a ton and then they were like well 40 bucks is great and this one this one stuck with me and made me angry because i was waiting on like 30 dollar DraftKings, and you know what i'm glad that i never got into it because i think that DraftKings is doing worse than 30 bucks now but how do you feel kathy you just keep (laughs) she keeps buying things when they're like so overvalued um which is scary but whatever it's 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 almost funny money you get it you get it's a deal with the devil to have institutional money in things that are supposed to be ours. You know, like I, I, again, I'm not a pioneer in crypto, but I I bought my first Bitcoin ATM in 2016. I wasn't that early, but pretty early. I mean, not, you know, not necessarily a pioneer, but I was, you know, (laughs) I'm close. I'm, I'm pioneer adjacent, I guess, somewhere in there because, you know, not many people had heard of it. Again, I was buying Bitcoin at three, 400 bucks a coin, you know? I mean, so, um, I look at this now and I think, uh, <laughs> we had this massive merger of the, the approved, uh, establishment money. It got involved in, in Bitcoin and then in crypto in general, there's this massive explosion. You had the 26, uh, 17 rise. Remember Bitcoin went to 25,000 or so, and then fell back down and almost to what three, it was in the $3,000 yeah. one time. 
Um, and then it's recovered from there and then it went up to close to what? 70,000. The, the whole world, everybody involved or most people involved in crypto at that point really thought that it was over. And for those that even knew that it was coming back, they were too scared to even get in. But well, you know what I did? Like, that was the time when it when Bitcoin crashed in 2017, uh, at the end of 2017, going into 2018. That's when I started uh, Wise Wolf. And I put my, mm-hmm. my Bitcoin ATM in the front of the shop. I mean, I was I, I thought this all goes together because I didn't lose a bunch because I didn't. I had all of my funds, any available extra funds were in the machines. And then again, I'm not saying that uh, anybody was whole. I, I would have lost it had I just held. And at times I'd have made a lot more if I'd have held. So again, that's a debate on which was a better strategy, but I still believe in this space. I'm not, I think that it's probably healthy to get some things out of the way that institutional money props up things and makes things exist or, or appear strong that really aren't. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that, that that's stimulus that. just threw us over the edge. Oh, no. Do that in the stock market and in crypto. Um, you know, and you didn't you didn't make a huge mistake. Like if you've bought some of these things and, and maybe you overbought or the price was so high, it's just kind of a, a learning experience for you. If you're if you're kind of new to this space, you know, you've probably made some good moves, you've made some bad moves. And even us that have been here for a couple of years, we're gonna make some bad moves too. Um, I'm just I'm like the highly skeptical person. Need a little bit of money or been in a good spot if I had bought like earlier and whatever, like after, or I guess before the run up of 60 K. Cause I just stopped buying at a certain point and sold. Um, I get lucky cause I sold a lot of stuff like right at peak. I was like, this seems unrealistic. I'm going to let some stuff go. And I did. Um, and I put that money back into myself and you know, I'm just this next cycle around, I'll probably do that again. Like things are going to get really bad. People are going to be really depressed. And I know whenever I start seeing the big, well-known traders sounding really depressed and then they're FOMOing their followers into like selling things. I'm like, all right, this is where I, I DCA dollar cost average my way on down. Um, and most people do it that way, Tony, I'm actually a little bit backwards. Um, I like to, to really know and lock in where the bottom is. And people say, well, oh, that's impossible. Um, once you start feeling like you're around there, I want a little bit of confirmation that we're actually going to start going back up at some point. And you might even hover around the same space for like a year, but I find those to be great trading times to move stuff around. Nobody should do what I do. I'm retarded on the internet. Okay. <laughs> Just a person over here off grid. Um <laughs> But well, I like to go back up and I have like a, a goal of like where I'll stop buying at. Like once it reaches this point, then I'll stop buying. Well, let's not forget, too, that fortunes are made uh, at the bottom. This is this is where the uh, the true investor really gets going. You've waited for things to start downturning. Because oh, I will you, stay look, so patient. <laughs> you're right. You stay. You got to stay patient because here's the thing. Here's something I've noticed as somebody in, in the precious metals business. People call me, my phone rings the most when things are breaking records in price because mm-hmm. they, everybody wants to get in. They want to get in at gold at 2000 or, I mean, really and truly when gold broke 2050, that's when my phone has rang the most in the last four months. 
Yeah, because people get scared. They didn't have a plan going into it. Um, instead, they get scared and, and, you know, people just start running around like headless chickens. Don't be a headless chicken. My, my chickens <laughs> don't own any crypto. Um, maybe my rooster does. I'll have to ask him. We'll, we'll talk about Bitcoin here in a second, too, because Bitcoin's below uh, 30,000. But I think it was it hit 24 and some change. So it's back up a little bit. We'll have to look at the chart. Uh, one last story, though, on crypto, folks. Uh, I want to talk to you about Coinbase, Kenzie. Uh, tell me, <laughs> I read this earlier, but I want to hear your take. Uh, Coinbase said something. They signaled a little something. And I thought, wow, this is unprecedented uh, for a company this size to kind of give you a heads up. Uh, hey, if we go bankrupt, uh, this is what could happen to your crypto. <laughs> Which is kind of weird because everybody acts like this is a brand new thing. And I actually think that in the past it had been brought up too. But what perfect timing. (laughs) You know, everything's coordinated over here on cue. So Coinbase, yeah, letting users know uh, what bankruptcy could mean for their crypto. Basically, if they go bankrupt, because, you know, there's no insurance here and it's the wild west, then all of your funds are gone. Um, And yeah, that's true. Again, you know, every single episode, just about, I think that I'm telling people like, hey, it's a good idea to have a hard wallet or a cold wallet or just put your coins off of the exchange is because you don't own them. Right. You are a liquidity asset. They can borrow it. They can move it around. They can sell it. And it's the same thing as like gold or silver um, or any asset in the world. When you've got 100,000 people lined up, and one little tiny Alice in Wonderland door for everybody to get through to sell. What do you think is going to happen, guys? It ends up clogging up the system. Um, and yesterday, I really don't want to put emphasis on this because I don't want to put people in a bad position, but I feel like I should throw it out there. I was on the Coinbase Reddit, um, and my partner actually has a little bit of crypto over, I think, on Coinbase. Maybe it's somewhere else, but either way, so many people are trying to move funds around right now that it is taking far longer than normal to move that stuff around. What I found interesting about this, Tony, is the fact that in the past they would actually just shut down, you know, Coinbase or Binance for a while and you just like couldn't do anything. What I found interesting about this is they're only letting you sell X amount. So if you're trying to move large portions, it's not going to let you do that. If you're moving smaller portions, it'll go through in, in maybe about an hour or so. I've always been very nervous about the exchanges and yeah. uh, you know it's funny that the exchange I trust the most is the one that has the least amount of oversight and that's Trade Ogre. I love yeah. Trade. <laughs> uh you know they don't they again it's kind of the wild west but I trust the wild west more than I do some regulated company because they'll just they'll just go hide behind the regulators. I mean and I'm again I'm not calling out Coinbase but I do not the first crypto I ever bought was from a machine it's B- BTC and I use Coinbase for a little while. I mean, I like Gemini. Gemini is a, a pretty decent exchange. Um, I've used Kraken in the past a couple of times. Um, but I, again, I, I buy from decentralized, uh, you know, um, stuff that's you have to get. Like Wise Wolf has a membership with a, a particular exchange, this license and all that stuff, but they just don't advertise it. They only deal with brokers. So I'm pretty lucky in that respect. But yeah, I mean, um, this could happen. You've got to be careful. If you've got coin, get it off an exchange if possible. Yeah. Well, like I and have- what's crazy is like how huge Coinbase has gotten. Like, you know, just the fact that y'all would even 
you know, they actually had to mention this, Tony, because of some SEC filings, and they're trying to stay absolutely up to date with all compliance orders. Um, but the timing was just perfect, and everybody should know that if there is an issue within crypto or people running around like headless chickens right now, or it be bankruptcy, your funds might not be able to get out as fast as you would like, or you can't get them out at all. Um, so just just be wary. A, one of those wake up calls. If you, you know, obviously, I mean, a lot of people got hurt uh, financially in the last forty eight hours, seventy two hours. So our heart goes out to uh, each and every one of uh, of you that that that, that happened to. But I would say. Um, this is also a wake up call. Could be one of those, you know, gut checks. Like, it might be time to uh, move stuff off an exchange. Take a little bit more precaution. Um, be careful about those, you know, those buy ins and and you know, you know. Again, that's why I, I wanted to ask you. Um, I know that some of the altcoins were down. I was looking at the prices, but I want to see what are what are the crypto people saying? Are they saying this is the time to get in? Is it the time to um, you know to hold uh, keep holding? I'm mean, obviously. You heard my guy yesterday while we were on the phone or the other day, and he was like, buy the dip in the background. And I'm like, it is not time to buy the dip. You, you need to sit down. Hold on. <laughs> and, you know, there's people out there that are that are buying that dip. I would just say that if you're working on doing that now, put smaller amounts of your funds in here because you might have better opportunities ahead. Again, not a financial advisor. I'm just like, hey, this could get much worse. Should, um, should I buy $1,000 worth of Bitcoin when we get off the line we get done Tony, with you you do whatever you want to do man but i ain't telling anybody what to do this is this is like some pro levels like if you have not been here for a while this is probably not the time for you to trade don't think you're going to make any slick moves I mean, I here never sell my coin is what i'm no, saying not, i'm i'm just talking to the people in general um this is this is like some pro level stuff some stuff where like uh you know i won't i won't trade here there's obviously some great trades that could be going on, but um, older and wiser. People, I've heard some very smart people talk about the price of Bitcoin five years from now, 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I mean, some of them are in the millions. I'm, I'm not agreeing with that. Because, well, it, it could be tied to the fact that the U.S. dollar is hyperinflated and then we're all millionaires. Um, but, you know, I think a lot, there's a, still a lot of smart money. Uh, betting on Bitcoin, I, I I'm in, I'm interested. I think you know I buy a little bit every day, um, and it could be twenty bucks worth. I just like to have a little bit of the network, you know, and I and I have my Exodus wallet, put it right in there. Uh, so I probably will buy some when we get off uh, because I any you know under thirty thousand. I mean, you're getting close to where even a, a guy like me who doesn't have a lot of funds, I could actually own a Bitcoin. I should have bought one a long time ago. I should have just owned if I'd have known, you know, if I'd have been a little bit more forward thinking and not trying to stock my machines, I'd own at least one, you know, just have one whole Bitcoin. All right, let's yeah, talk. I don't I don't like thinking like that for anybody that's thinking like that right now. Don't do it. Don't off in the past. <laughs> if you got out with some gains or you're in a good position now, that's all that matters because you didn't get wiped out. Well, I, I'm very thankful. I learned a lot. There you and, go. Uh, I'm, I'm not again. I'm not uh, I'm not bitter. I'm good. I'm a I'm a happy warrior in this in this game, Kenzie. Uh, let's talk a little gold and silver, and then do some spot prices and get out of here. Yes. Um. More clown world economics. Uh, this <laughs> market watch. It's just that's what I'm. It's my name for it. It's a clown world. Uh, can by the way, can we get whoever's running gold and silver pricing and strategy? Can we get those people to run 
crude and, and and gasoline because I you know I want gasoline to go down when nobody can find supply. I want gasoline to go down when when uh, crude is harder to get. Can we do that? Because that's what happens to gold and silver, and you get these stupid headlines that are like, "Oh, gold's really suffering because of a strong dollar." Um, gold books worst day in about a week. Surging dollar sinks price to three month low. Did you know there's a surging dollar, Kenzie? Look at this surging dollar. I mean, even though mean? we all know that it's going to zero and we're gonna hyperinflate ourselves away to infinity and beyond. Uh, there is, it, is, is, a, it, is it is it like a surging dollar, like a hand coming out of a grave to pull you in? Is that what it yeah. is? <laughs> yeah. The the rush to safety right now, and you can see it in the markets, um, because you know, crypto's down, markets are down. Only thing really up seems to be gas oil, right? Energy and other metals. You know, it's not just gold and silver. Uh, I think even other metals aren't having the best day, but I haven't checked again. Um, I was checking the other day and I was like, huh, that's weird. Uh, real estate not performing in the same ways, which is interesting because this is prime time to be uh, buying and listing real estate. It's nice out. Place looks great. People want to go buy stuff. Um, there is a flock to safety in cash right now. And I think it is because really smart money knows that there's going to be deals somewhere. And... You know, I don't, I don't move it in the same way as always as smart money does. But the the flock, the amount of cash right now that is being put on the sidelines, I do find to be pretty interesting. Listen to the listen to this sentence: Gold futures closed sharply lower Thursday, booking their worst day in about a week as inflation woes pushed a roaring U.S. dollar higher. Hmm. What what does that even mean? Inflation woes pushed a roaring us dollar higher pressuring the metal that this okay, i don't know i i'm <laughs> i've long since given up trying to make sense of mainstream financial reporting but how do you have a surging us dollar with inflation woes how is it roaring how does it push how does inflation woes and roaring go together and also push down what is actually money, which is, again, one of those things where an interest rates, <laughs> an interest rate, yeah, like we, I, the the cheap funny money isn't even really here anymore. So, no, but with interest rates going higher, I actually don't think that it's such a bad idea to have a little bit more cash on the sidelines. And again, I can't tell you how much that depends on your household, how much you make, and what your expenses are. I can't calculate that for you. That's up to you. Um, but not a terrible time to have a little bit of cash. Um, Set aside, I don't really believe that the housing market is necessarily going to super crash anytime soon, but who knows? I mean, there's an article up on Zero Hedge earlier today, and it was, I mean, just chock full. They had all major cities, uh, home builders from these major cities. I read them all when I hosted David Knight today, and it was just, again, these are the telltale signs telling you, hey, there's there's trouble ahead, trouble ahead. And uh, um, I I just, I... (laughs) I'm glad I have you to to uh, do these shows with me because I, I if I was reading this by myself, I think I would just spend saw, like 30, 30 minutes like on this headline. Do you see that the adjustable rate mortgages and the loans are are fueling and they're kind of like on fire right now? Right. Um, people are getting back into that. Um, Get an arm. Which, 
Yeah, which I can't really say much because, like, we have a... I don't think that it's good for normal people to get into, but we have a balloon loan. So every five years, that could be um, changed. But the difference here is, you know, how much extra we pay on the house. We put in a giant, you know, or not a giant, but a, a normal down payment. Like, we did our 20%. We didn't do 3%. That's silly. Um or like these people that put nothing down, like, whoa, you're crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't think that everybody should do that. You just need to have cash on the sidelines. If uh, that's another reason to have I'm that if things go south. Too. I'm a fan of cash too, um, especially when you can jump on something. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I'm just skeptical of <laughs> just looking at these headlines. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, they've damaged the dollar in way, and we're still sorting out how bad it's going to be i just think the light oh people have no idea <laughs> i mean the lightning struck but the thunder hasn't uh boomed yet uh, let's let's look at spot price for gold real quick goldprice.org 1819 luciferian bankster notes per troy ounce for the yellow metal 1819 fiat federal reserve notes to make one troy ounce of the yellow metal it's down 34 dollars 67 cents since the open today Another part of our clown world economy, because that again makes no sense. Uh, silver at twenty dollars seventy one cents per troy ounce. But what can you sell it for out the door, Tony? Out the door, you're going to be looking at still probably twenty seven, twenty six. Hey, hey, that's it's uh, not bad. I mean, but that's for a generic. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I, think, I think American Eagles are probably still over thirty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I, again, I used to a lady walked in here earlier before we went uh, live and she said, what do you sell over spot? And I said, I can't gauge it anymore. I can't tell you this is what I sell over spot for because it fluctuates so much. Used to, I just tell people uh, it's $2 over spot for silver and it's $50 over spot for most gold. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Cause that's pretty much a, that was, that was the standard. Not anymore. And it has to do with replacement cost. It's, I'm not making more money than I did four years ago or three years ago or two years ago. I'm, I'm not making more per ounce. It's just the premiums are increased at $20 and 69 cents per. We haven't seen that. When's the last time we saw under 22? Mm, I don't good question. Uh, let's see if we can find uh, a chart here. Let's look at the last two years. Yeah. It's going back to, uh, yeah, let's see. Back into 2020, yeah, back into 2020. So it's been it's been a couple of years. Wow, just insanity, folks. Insanity. Uh, weird, weird times. But I'm glad that uh, I've got Kenzie here to help me navigate this uh, this show. And and we appreciate each and every one of you who tune in and and uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast. It really is. Um, I mean, it's a great honor that that you do that. We get listeners from all over the world and. Be sure and uh, give us a review anywhere podcasts are found. If I can pick it up, I'll read it live on air. And um, I know Kenzie really appreciates that as well. Uh, Wisewolf.gold is our sponsor. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Kenzie, you want to tell people where they can find you? Are you going to start doing shows again? We The world needs you. I don't know. I mean, you're doing shows <laughs> with me, but the world needs fringe news. I don't know why you don't think that's true. I, well, because I, I need to find more time for myself again. Um, we're in such a different scenario now where uh, money doesn't come in quite as easily. So 
you know, whenever something like YouTube or radio is kind of more of like a hobby, um, you kind of got to put that on the back burner a little bit because I've got some things going on over here where I'm just trying to sort through the economy that we have, the not recession towards depression, trying to sort through all that, just making sure I've got all my ducks in a row and, um, I'm Maybe sure. one day I'll I'll be able to get back. Like I I hope to because I do you, sometimes miss it. But you will, um, and you can. Uh, this is your home too, and this is your show. So you've always got this place to. Uh, you, to I rant and rave over on Twitter, though. I mean, you're doing a great job, and you can follow Kinsey <laughs> at, at, at Wise Wolf Gold on Twitter. That that's her and show. When you're talking to the, to that Twitter account, most likely you're talking to her, unless I've just happened to log on to see what's happening. But uh, we we appreciate the work you're doing over there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Fringe underscore news is my more personal savage account. <laughs> I've told you, I've given you permission and you can, it's in the archives. I've given you permission to be. Did, did you like my, my scrolling through coin market cap with the twerking kitty and the Bitcoin chain and it's ludicrous. How low can you go? Bit I, insensitive, but whatever. I think, I think you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. I have no I, I trust your judgment. All right. You want me to play the outro music? You want to get out of here? Oh, heck yeah. Let's do it. You'll have All a right. great day. All right. Yes. In, in a world of fiat reality, the truth is solid gold. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week. Take care.